feet. Knocks off number one, Indiana. Brent Spillane continues to be the hottest thing in college baseball. The Illini win it over Ohio State, 28 to 21 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Darren for the tie. He got it. Oh, he got it. 80, 80. Hey everybody, from the Evans House, welcome to Oski Talk. My name's Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone, and our Illini football team is 2-0. Yeah, we survived another week. And it wasn't pretty. Um, at the beginning. At the beginning. Uh, where do we start? At the beginning. At the beginning. All right, Brendan Peters throws a pick six. Not a great start. Yeah, I was, I was at Lion, and I was not happy. But um, obviously Illinois ends up winning the game. But you, you throw a pick six early on the road, trying to get your first non-conference road win in 12 years, Yep, 2007 against Syracuse, like we yep. talked about last week. For him to come back after that and throw four touchdown passes, that's a very resilient effort from a guy who is showing why he's the QB1. Yeah. I'm going to get a lot of homer hate because I actually think that we're looking pretty good after two games. I agree. Here's the thing. Yeah. Take the turnovers away from that game, and those turnovers were a bad, th- a bad read by Peters. You know, we're gonna, I, you, you should give him one. Quarterbacks make those. Sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. he's gonna get like one interception a game from Peters, and I'm, I'm okay. It just happened to be a pick six. The other two was a bad handoff. That's a communication error. Reggie Corbin doesn't really make those kind of errors. The other one was another bad handoff. I really wouldn't blame any of those two fumbles on Peters. Or the second one was, I think he got forced out, right? Yeah. Strips at. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't blame that really on Peters either. I mean, you got to cover the ball, but like, no, and he got obliterated. Like, his line should have had him there. And the defense looked phenomenal. I mean, you can't count the, the seven point. I mean, technically, they gave up those seven points, but it came out of pick six. There was no defense. So they really, like, better than the numbers show, the defense looked really good on Saturday. Wole Batiku has five sacks and leads the nation. He's a beast. He's five through two games. That's Mm -hmm. insane. He's he's amazing. I can't wait to see him when he plays some real good competition in the Big Ten because I think he'll still be pretty good. I do too. But I think he might end up with a sack a game. Like he might end up at the end of the day with thirteen sacks this year. Well, I mean, if he can pick up another two or three and. When we finish non-conference play, yeah, Eastern, yeah. he'll be already at two a game, pretty much. Right. I mean, he's already at two and a half or so now. Yeah. I mean, sky's the limit for that guy. I'm very excited Illinois has him, and he's going to be huge. Just kind of, like, I mean, I hate to say this, but imagine how good this D-line would be with Bobby Roundtree. I know. This D-line's really good. It's really, it's excellent. It's, it's, I'm ready for Wisconsin good, in my opinion. Um, and Michigan, for that matter. Like, if you, I mean, you see how how bad Shea Patterson was this week. He was next level bad against Army. If we can use the run well against some of these teams, like, I'm really confident that like we could we could have a good season in the Big Ten. Yeah, and and we could play a good game against Michigan. I mean, that's one that I have circled on my calendar. I cannot wait to see how Brandon Peters plays against his old team. I think there's so much fuel for him in that game. And I also just really, really want Memorial Stadium to be packed and loud for that game. Like, that would, that, I mean, that's it's the dream be, right now. Yeah, it's going to be good. I hope it's a night game. 
even at like a Friday night game. I just want to see that. Um, I will say this though, as much as I want to praise this defense, there were a couple bad, bad parts. First of all, the safeties are absolutely like jangled right now. Yeah, like your guy Tony Adams didn't have a great game either. No, he didn't. He was not great. Uh, Marquez had the best game of all of them with the interception, which yeah. is hilarious because he's <laughs> he's the third string guy. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's Sidney Brown, Kirby Joseph, Stanley Green, Tony Adams, Michael Marquez. Well, yeah, you gotta <laughs> you gotta bump him up a little bit because Kirby Joseph was out for the first half of the game. I mean, all three of those guys were out. That's why they yeah, didn't go true. To him. All three of them. Sidney was out. Adams got injured, and Joseph was out. Until Joseph's the out. Half. Yeah. Stanley Green was out. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're five deep in your ejection. safeties, yeah, I mean they're, they're good. not necessarily supposed to play that good, and he comes away with a pick. So if you look at it that way, maybe the safety play wasn't as bad as we thought, you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, the, true, but it was bad. I, I for that game, it was bad. I don't know if those guys are coming back. I actually think Tony Adams has had um, a bad start to his year. He could definitely turn around, but. He's missed a couple tackles in that first game. This last game, I felt like he missed a couple tackles again. I don't know. I don't think his coverage is that amazing yet. Um, or at least, yeah, like he still has some, some stuff to learn in these couple. Hopefully by, by this Eastern Michigan game, he'll learn. But um, once once Brown comes back, like I feel like this secondary will be improved. Other than that, they could throw the ball really well on us. And, Going back to the episode, while I was watching this thing about what we said uh, last Thursday, they didn't, they weren't able to run the ball, which we thought they wouldn't be able to. Right. But they completely threw all over us, which we did not think that would happen. I mean, freshman quarterback, like we didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. No, you're right. And I, I we thought the the whole secondary was going to be better than they were, and obviously they weren't because, like you said. They were able to throw the ball pretty efficiently all day long against us, but when it mattered, we got the picks and we ended up winning the game. So, and then there's always room to improve. We got our week to improve. Obviously, not everything was perfect, but there's another another chalk in the W column after that game, and I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the offense. Emoto um, Bebe is really good. He's, he is a beast. He is. I mean, I feel like the expectations weren't really high for him it's coming out of camp. Like, people did not think he was going to be that wide receiver. Like, even Ricky Smalling had a great game yesterday. They thought, we thought he was going to be the one that the slot guy this year was going to be trading on Sydney. But Bebe over in the corner mm-hmm. has been absolutely electric. He could get up and over. And he can, he can tear the ball out of any defensive back's hands. Yeah. He's just strong. He was good. I'm trying to think of like an NFL comparison for him. Not to say he's th- that good, but just like body type wise. And I like I keep thinking Hopkins. He's the guy that keeps coming into my mind. Hopkins is a little bit slimmer than than Bebe, but yeah, they've got the like just the the raw strength when a ball's coming yeah. to him. You have the confidence they're going to bring it down. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean that one throw um, when Peters is on the run. He backed, he backed into his throw and threw over to Bebe, and Bebe went up and got it. It was that was that was something like wow, 
thank God we have a, a quarterback who can throw this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a receiver that can make plays. You combine right. the two of them, and, and Illinois becomes good offensively. Right. Um, Pierce looked better, I felt like. like he was good he did. This He's week. getting more and more comfortable, and I know obviously he threw the pick six, so you can say the first game was better, but throughout his reads and the fact that he played a complete game, came from behind, was smart, didn't turn it over. Other than the interception. Other, pretty much other than the interception. That I would four say Four touchdowns. Yeah. Four touchdowns. Really Last good. person to do that um, in non-conference was Juice. And, I mean, the last, time, the last time they won a non-conference game was that. The Juice. I know. So the Juice, too. This, this team Things has. Things might be looking up. I know. Has Roseville thoughts. Um, I will say this, though. He needs. My butt to that, that he looks good, is that he looks even. But he'll look way better when Reggie Clark is healthy. I think so, too. When there's the run option with the serious run threat, because I don't think UConn really thought Rayvon Bonner was going to run all over him. He did a pretty good... Yeah, whoever was in the back. Joseph Kirby had that nice breakout run as well. Mm -hmm. They didn't really respect our our run game, I felt like, as much. Um, But when Reggie's there and we can mix in the play action... The offense will look good. It's, it's, it's the Zeke Elliott effect with Dak. Like, Dak's not the quarterback he is without Zeke. Right. And Zeke's not I, the running back he is without Dak, too. Significantly and, good wide receivers. And, and it's hard to think, like, we can say this without really seeing Peters and Reggie together, but um, maybe it's that kind of relationship that when you have Reggie running the ball, gashing the defense, opens up the play action for Peters, who's already a gifted thrower. That, that could be very scary for opposing defenses when they face the Illini, even in the Big Ten. Yeah. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I think this 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 offense is better than we thought it was going to be. On top of it, the defense is better than we thought it was, which is a good mix. So I'm going to leave. I, I, I wanna, don't want to be too much of a homer, but this is how you get six wins this year. Yeah. This is how you do it. Reggie's healthy, first and foremost. Right, you need Reggie's healthy, healthy throughout the year. You mix in the play action really well. Trayvon Sidney steps up. Defensively, the safeties figure out whatever is happening because mm-hmm. you know the linebacker plays really good. The, the run stop is fantastic. If we could blitz better and get to guys faster, that's an that's an added bonus. But the defensive backs have to figure out what their coverage is. Linebackers have to help. If those five things happen, like we will win six games this year. Yeah, but say like Reggie gets injured, you know the play calling isn't as good as we thought it would be as it has as it was last year. I mean, let's face the facts: Rod Smith won us a lot of games, um, and the secondary doesn't figure out what happens. Like this, we're not going to win six games, which is what we saw. We saw a bunch of those happen in the UConn game, which is why I want to say we can win six games because all those things added six games. But when you take some out, we almost lose to UConn. So. Right, right, but also. They had some, some times where the safety play wasn't good and Reggie wasn't healthy. And the fact that they were still able to pull right. it out is big, is big too because, I mean, we're a third of the way there already through two games. And, you know, if you lose to UConn, that's a different story. So, you know, battling to win that game, making a, your perfect record going into yet another week is as good as anything for Illinois. Yeah, let's move on now after talking about uh, some Illini football there. Talk about some Illini volleyball. Uh, they unfortunately uh, lost to Colorado this week. 
not a great loss for the Illini. No, but I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of saying, like, this was a good loss either, you know? A loss is a loss, and they, they were bound to lose eventually. Yeah. And, I mean, Colorado's not that bad. I mean, they made it to the championship of the Big Ten Pac-12 Challenge, so they, they were hot. They had won some games. Illinois has been playing a lot of volleyball recently, a lot of games in, in not too many days. And they have a little bit easy schedule coming up with Illinois State, Central Florida, and Marquette on the schedule next. So, I mean, the, the season is just barely beginning. They're the number five team in the country. I'm not very worried after yeah. that loss. I think they were a little bit overranked um, after the loss to Washington as well on Friday. Uh, they lost that two to three, but the Colorado one was an 0-3. Like they lost all three sets. Yeah, that's a little which is concerning. That, like you, typically that doesn't happen for them. So this might be a little bit different team than last year in terms of like bounce back ability. Yeah, and they're also a better, a much better team at home than they are on the road when Huff Hall's rocking the way it is. Yeah, and and they won't. They won't be back for a month. Basically, they have the Redbird Classic uh, at ISU, and then they have the Bulldog Brawl. At I don't even know where that is Indianapolis. Is that is that Butler maybe? Yeah, that's got to be Butler. So I mean, but when you play those tournament style games, those could also end up differently because they're neutral. They're not road games. Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll be checking in with the Illinois volleyball periodically. Currently ranked as the number five team in the country with a lot of promise. So yeah, we'll keep checking back in with them. Yeah, that Nebraska game um, and then Iowa at home I think will be the biggest telltale. Um, after they get done with some of these tournament games. Yeah. Uh, now let's get into a little bit of some power rankings. We thought this week, um, because we're only in week two, and I, I feel like we've seen a lot from the Big Ten, we thought we might as well power rank the Big Ten. So, shall I start it off at number one? Yeah, and if, if we agree, we don't really need to Yeah, we don't need to discuss. Ohio House. State. Ohio State's number okay. one, yeah. Number two, Michigan State. I've got Penn State number two. So... Here's the deal with Penn State. That first, uh, did you watch first half of the Buffalo game? A little bit, yeah. They did not look good. Buffalo was like winning most of it. Yeah, they didn't look great, but I, I think Penn State has more than Michigan State does. I don't know. I I think Lewerke at MSU gives a real opportunity for them to have a huge year. On top of it, D'Antonio's defense is still there, like still really good as they were last year. Now with a little bit of better offense, I think they could be a better team. But we don't know. It's only week two. Yeah. I mean, all these teams are 2-0 and all also. So. so number three, I have Penn State then. I've got Michigan number okay. three. I got Michigan number four. So this is a good talking point right here. I, I know Michigan didn't look great, but, I mean, they still won the game. And they won in double overtime. They, When they needed to, they turned it on. And, I mean, Colin Cowherd said one of the dumbest things I think I've ever heard. What did he say? He said... Um, this is what makes coaches like Jim Harbaugh great. They let bad teams hang around and then crush their hopes at the last second. I'm like, what are you talking about? That makes nothing. You that, that's teams means nothing. That he's terrible. I know. He's a, if you're a Michigan fan, you can't be happy you're paying that man $7 million to coach your team. I know. I'm not happy with that. We're paying, what, $4 million for Lovey Smith? You cannot be happy with right. Jim Harbaugh getting $7 million to almost lose to Army. Yeah. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. So, but I'm that's why I put them at four over at Penn State. Penn State finished better, in my opinion, that game. They were losing, but like, it halfway through the second quarter, you were like, Penn State's winning this game. 
Yeah. Whereas Michigan should have lost the game. If Army made that touchdown that uh, got intercepted on like 10 yard line, they lose that game. And then, you know, in OT, you know, Army doesn't know how to throw the ball. So, like, so who'd you have They're three? Penn State team. and Michigan four. I have Penn State three, Michigan four. My have, four was Wisconsin. My four, or my four is Michigan. My five is Wisconsin. Okay, so we pretty much have the same there. I like what I've seen from Wisconsin so far. They haven't had the toughest of opponents yet, but I I do like what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, Taylor will probably could could win Heisman. Yeah, he's got he's a shot. Serious, seriously a contender. Can't wait to play him. I'm really interested to see if he runs 300 yards against us <laughs> or not. But he is an excellent running back, so yeah, that's all they really need. To but we have it. a really good run defense, so that should be actually a good game. Yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch. And, but that's all I have to say about them. I put them at five. I feel like they have better teams. They have better quarterbacks. Can my win. five, because I was only through four, my five is Maryland. Their offense looks unbelievable right now. Mike Loxley is an amazing head coach. Uh, I wish we had him here, but he knows how to recruit the um, – oh, what's that area called? It's like Maryland, Virginia, D.C., DMV. Yeah. He, knows how to, he knows how to recruit the DMV. Um, Maryland could be a serious contender in football for the next four years. I'm talking can beat the likes of Penn State, um, Ohio State, they Michigan. I don't say MSU time. because I think D'Antonio's – Smart enough to scheme well enough against Mike Loxley, but like Maryland might be like that team. I think this year, like I put them in my they're they're number six for me. I know they're they're, they're number five, five for, for you. Um, you have Michigan State next. Yeah, so we have the same top six, just yeah. a little bit jumbled. just a little bit different. Um, yeah, I mean Maryland, I think might be legit this year. It's too bad they're in the the East because they're going to get pounded by some of these teams, at least Ohio State. But they could beat Michigan this year. Oh, After yeah. Michigan couldn't beat Army, like this, this offense always had guys open, and you know playing against Dino Babbers' defense is never difficult or never never easy. Right, me. right. it's always difficult. Yeah, um, I like this team a lot. They schemed really well. I do too. They they have the looks of like a Kansas City Chiefs to me, where yeah. there's just so many weapons. Right, and. Defense might not be great, but the offense has just too much to handle. See, what's awesome, too, about it is this is, I mean, Mike Loxley's using Alabama, his, the Alabama offense he was using last year at Alabama. Yeah. Except they don't have as great of a running back, so he's throwing the ball. And I love to see it because he's just, it's an air raid spread offense. It is awesome to watch. Um, up next, seven, Iowa. Um, I also had Iowa seven. Yeah, I think that's fair. I uh, haven't seen a whole lot from them, but uh, they won both their games. So that's all I yeah. have to say. And it's, I mean, it's Iowa. They I crushed know Rutgers. I know, it's Rutgers. but So here's where it gets interesting. I have Nebraska next. I Do you also, also have Nebraska? Have Nebraska okay. Next. I only put them at eight because I feel like the Colorado game doesn't really say a whole lot about Nebraska than it does Colorado. It's a really bad loss, but Nebraska does not know how to win games that are close. Yeah, it, it's it's a Which bad the loss. Problem last year. It, yeah, it's it's a bad loss, but to me they edge out the teams behind them from the way they played this week. They'll learn. They'll learn how to win those close games, which is super frustrating if you're Scott Frost or a Nebraska fan, but they'll learn how to win those games and I mean it's Colorado. I feel like it wasn't that bad of a, a loss, but 
Colorado isn't that good this year. So I'm just saying I'm just saying that Illinois could beat Nebraska this year, but I'm still putting Nebraska at eight. Yeah. Just almost based off of pedigree. Yeah, same. So um, nine. Nine I have Northwestern. I have Purdue nine. I can't put Northwestern ahead of Purdue if Northwestern hasn't won a game yet. And it was That's weird fair. that they didn't play this week. But I've got Purdue ahead of them because Purdue has won a game now. See, I don't want – I put Purdue really low. Uh, we'll come up to them um, in two spots. I put them at 11. Uh, losing to Nevada is bad. Can't lose to Nevada. Killing Vanderbilt looks really good, though. So there's somewhere in between. I don't really know where to rank them. Northwestern would be, would have beaten Stanford if they didn't miss so many tackles. That's why I put them at 9. Okay. Um, 10, Illinois. I also have Illinois 10. Based solely on the two two wins, I feel like I know this team really well, that we're middle of the road. I put them um, above three teams, four teams I think we could beat, three of them that we play. No, did we play Rutgers this year? Yeah. Uh, yeah three of them we game. play. Um, Illinois 10, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. We're not I, top, but those are all teams. I don't necessarily think Illinois is a better team than Northwestern, but I have Illinois 10 and Northwestern 11. Like I said, these are power rankings, week-to-week type things. So just because Northwestern still hasn't won a game yet. doesn't mean that, right. That's I what have, I hate when people see, see power yeah. rankings. You're just like, like even on, uh, oh, who was it, Jim Bassani's, I think, his power ranking, he had Illinois at 7, but Illinois won 14-0. So in his program... They look number seven, or maybe it was Ken Palm, but Ken Palm had Illinois seven, but they blew out a team. Like or, uh, their team looked good, so yeah. well, it it will find out. These these will be more true as the year ends. Yeah, but, right. Um, we flip flop Northwestern Purdue. Yeah, so I have Purdue at eleven. You had Northwestern. And then I, I have Minnesota twelve. I do too. Uh, I haven't loved what I've saw from. Them. I think they might be the second worst team. I don't know. I mean, these next these next three teams I think are just bad, but. 2-0 the boat for is sinking Indiana Minnesota. and Minnesota. They're both 2-0. But, like, yeah, like you said, not not a whole lot to like from those teams. No, P.J. Fleck doesn't look too good right now. That, Somehow Minnesota's going to win six games. That could be a road win we could steal. Yeah, that would be a huge one. Uh, Indiana, I don't really have a whole lot to say about them other than that they're just – their talent-wise is not good. I can't see them beating anyone. Maybe not even Rutgers, really. Maybe Rutgers in the East. And then Rutgers – yeah, Rutgers is they looked not too bad against Iowa. I mean, they, lost. they looked improved, like they could play. Yeah, I mean, the score wasn't close in the end. They're not a good team, no. so I'm very okay with putting them last and not really having to argue about it. Yeah, well, that was our power rankings there. Uh, hey, if you disagree with us, just put a comment in the uh, the article we'll post on the Champagne Room. But um, that'll do it. Illinois number ten. Yeah, Illinois number going 10 bowling, and on the way up. Just kidding. I don't. I have no clue. I really don't. Pinstripe Bowl, book the tickets. Or I heard I, the newest prediction on 24-7 sports was uh, Idaho Bowl. Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, have the fun in Idaho, bowl. guys. Guess I'm not going to Idaho. In Boise. Who wants to book their flight to Boise? Dude, I, it'd be cool seeing Illinois wear orange on the blue field. Like, that would, that would be very entertaining for me. Yeah, I would like to see that. Because you couldn't wear blue, right? No, you know who actually I think announced the Idaho Bowl last year was um, um, White Sox announcer uh, Benetti. Benetti, Jason, Jason Benetti. Jason Benetti did that. Did Idaho he do it with Bill Walton? No. How amazing would that be, though? We got to get him to do a football game. 
at wow. Boise. It has at to be Boise. at Boise. Cause the How field, wild would that be? He'd probably think it's a green field that he's just seeing yeah, as blue. blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be awesome to get him high at, in Idaho. <laughs> dude, plus oh, the, the, ele- the uh, elevation, man, that really... Dude, I don't know if Bill Wall will make it. He might not game. make it out of the game. Um, He'll be on the injury report by the end of it. Yeah, Bill Wall, too high. Um... Anyways, that's going to do it for Oski Talk. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, For Andrew Pasquale, I'm Patrick Catazone. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe to us on Apple. We're soon to get on Spotify. Still working some uh, stuff out with them. Um, And have a great day. Thanks for listening.